0: Hello and a very warm well welcome to the Trap One podcast. I'm Mark.
1: I'm Conrad. I'm Keith, and I'm Dylan.
0: On this episode, we're going to be talking about the Flux, Chapter Five: Survivors of the Flux. So, uh, just very brief, briefly, what do we all think of the series so far? Conrad, you talked about the second episode. So, uh, since then, what have you made of it?
2: Yeah, it's um it's interesting there's definitely shaking down to be two kinds of stories in my book which are the kind of standalone ones like war of ontarns and village of angels which are very much my bag um and then there's the kind of more arc heavy ones which i'm just too old to understand so i just get very lost <laughs> and confused but um but overall i'm you know overall i'm enjoying it and i think um it's just really nicely something different and um yeah it's exciting i'm interested to make out what we think of this episode because it's Oh, it's got me scratching my head a bit, but overall, I'm enjoying it. Okay, I'm
3: loving it. I think it is really good. I think it's the best Who we've had for a long time. Um, I'm watching it in a bit of a bizarre way. I work every Sunday, so I'm sort of watching it in grabs between various patients' bedrooms. So I seem to catch all the like the um, the uh, all the spoilers in every episode, <laughs> and I just have to come home and see how they all link together. But uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of friends who have drifted away from it, and up until this week, they were really, really enjoying it again. I think, swallowbone bone comments, I think they, uh, it was a bit too uh, Basil position this week for for them, but it has brought some folks back to the fold, I think.
0: I'm pleased to hear that you're putting it on in all the patients' rooms. Yes, it's a big <laughs> problem, so.
3: uh, We have an activities board, and um, uh, Sunday is Doctor
0: Who night. Excellent.
3: Oh, Whether dear. you like it
1: or not. That, that's what creates the new variant. Yeah, very <laughs> likely,
3: yes. <laughs> yeah. But unrepentant, so...
1: Yeah. Uh, my view of Flux so far is that it is probably Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall's strongest season. It is probably Chris Chibnall's strongest... Probably his strongest scripts for Doctor Who so far. With everything that implies... <laughs> yes. How about you, Mark? Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, there's so many dangling plot threads all to be resolved in the last episode. Um, I feel like it just, I just keep remembering things that still aren't explained. We were just talking before we started recording about the the whole kind of introductory episode where Calvinista arrives on Earth ahead of the rest of the fleet because of some weird time thing, which we still don't know who or what caused that. Um. But presumably it's significant because the Ravagers kidnapped Diane, who's linked to Dan. So that's still to be resolved. or uh, Yeah, there's just so much of it that is that yeah. still hanging in the air. All the plates are spinning. Yeah. So the last episode was going to be a doozy, I think, to, uh, to, to
1: bring it all home. Unless, of course, Chris also forgot about those things. But, you know, he probably didn't.
3: Do you think it will end or do you think it'll go into
1: New Year and... Uh, no, I think definitely everything about Timeless Children gets wrapped up next Sunday. That's my hard read. Like uh, for good or for ill, we're not yeah. going to hear about this ever again. Like maybe Ruth gets a cameo in the uh, in the like as BBC centenary special, and then in the sixtieth, and then that'll be it forever. Until she gets her big finished box sets. Until she gets her big finished box sets, God help her. Oh, well, I'll put her those <laughs> straight away.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking we're probably going to get the Daleks in the New Year special again. That's, that's yes, kind of yes. so far. And it's in terms of a kind of broad appeal to the casual viewer. Yeah. addition you know of the Daleks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of think maybe they'll bring Davros in as well to keep sort of escalating it each new year. You've got the one Dalek, then you've got the oh, little, almost like a Dalek Civil War. Davros yeah. is the next logical thing to uh, to take it up a gear. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I can believe that. I I, I think that, uh, what's his name, Jack Robertson, he's probably coming back again for another go around.
0: Yeah, I don't think his storyline's finished, is it?
1: Yeah, it rule of threes. They, they kind of indicated that they were going to go for... Uh, him literally running for president type storyline. So uh, we'll see if that, they follow through on that. Has anybody's expectations
3: not been fulfilled? I was kind of thinking that I still had in my head. It was going to be like Jody had fallen into this universe, and her being there had caused the flux. I was quite wedded to that idea, and that's been completely shot out the uh, shot out the air this week, hasn't it? So, uh,
0: so much for my plans. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't really been able to guess anything so far. It's um it's all coming at you at such speed um <laughs> that uh, it's yeah, I find it difficult to sort of form form any theories really.
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to sort of keep up as well and and um explain to my partner who I did when it came to the, I'd seen the third episode he was away and I was like yeah you know, once upon time I was like you can probably miss this one I don't think you'd enjoy this because you just wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> like i mean how can he just be completely baffled so i got him back in for the village of angels he watched this one like watching village of angels without having watched the one before to be honest i think it probably didn't i just i don't think he would have got to village of angels if i'd have sat him through the one before i think he's just, I, I think yeah. i th- I do feel for the casual viewer a
1: bit like it's interesting like it's it's i mean i can bet like i can barely keep up with See, this, I don't but like, know, um, because like it's uh in it's kind of letting on that it's terribly complicated, but it's also written in such a way that like you could follow it while you're on your phone, like it's so often a scene will get started by recapping what happened two scenes ago, you know, as you know, we've been waiting here three years. somebody, <laughs> literally, said, yeah. somebody literally said, "As you know this yeah. week I was like yeah, yeah, day? yeah, and uh <laughs> we've been in this I decade for year three year years now. Which uh, I, th- I think was my friend Will Shaw, who describes that as an all-time ear scraper of a line.
3: We won't discuss this explosion until we've got ourselves on a boat halfway across the ocean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: do I, I do not a trooper. Worrying about the casual viewer, to be honest, I think, I think only Doctor Who fans worry about that. Game of Thrones, yes, fans <laughs> agree about view, yeah, I that. And that gives no. There isn't even a previously on on Game of Thrones. Yeah.
2: And, Wow. I'm sure it, it, was the,
1: it was the biggest thing ever for like a decade. I think it's yeah. because Doctor Who got cancelled, right? I think that just gave the Doctor Who fan base permanent anxiety about what other people think about us. It's true.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: So this story, I think we decided that the
0: best format would be to talk about each sort of set of characters and each plot strand uh, individually because they, they don't massively interact with each other um, in this one <laughs> so Conrad what have Yaz, Dan and Jericho been up to since yeah. they left the village of the angels
2: well they've been laying the ground for work for their own big finish box set um, <laughs> <laughs> with three, year, three years of globe trotting in a Indiana Jones slash Tintin globe trotting extravaganza Um <laughs> so they went through I think all together they had like six across their storyline which we kept coming back to they had kind of six different chunks to it. Um the first of which we find them in Mexico doing a bit of bit of light tomb raiding with uh you know inscriptions on rare pots and booby traps and a bit of Indiana Jonesing around. Um on the lookout for this uh this offering pot which once de- decoded will lead them to find this date which is supposed to be the end of the universe. So that's what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Um and it was what, o- overall on this this strand, and again like I do I, I fully am going to be completely honest. I got really confused. And I I think after a while, when you've got all these strands going on, it's fine. But I think when within with every time you return to one strand, they change location again. It's a new location, Mm -hmm. new characters. I just get lost. And I'm going to be totally not pretend to be cool
1: about that. I'm not sure there's a lot of substance there to keep track of. I think they're just kind of doing tropes. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, maybe that's a bit derogatory of me, but like there's sort of when they're going from one place to the next place to the next place, they're not really solving a mystery. They're just sort of collecting more information until they kind of hit the B point, And then that's them for the episode.
2: Yeah. So it, it did have that kind of madcap comedic thing. It, it did yes, feel like kind yes. of generic in that, you know, they had all, they kind of ticked all the boxes of those kind of adventures, you know, like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, it was um, it, a lot of it was really fun. And I have to say, my favorite thing about it is like Yaz was just fantastic throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she probably had. I think maybe this is might be Yaz's strongest episode yet. Yeah.
0: And she's a sort of the Doctor figure with, with the other two as her companions as well. I thought that worked really mm-hmm. well. I like yeah. the dynamic there. And I like that, whether in Mexico, it, it seems to be chichenita Chichen Itza.
2: Yeah, what is that? I heard
0: that word. What is one of those? It's, um, it's the, I don't know if it's a pyramid or a ziggurat. It's this, um, it's just this ancient sort of monument. Well, you were saying about trying to get your partner to watch it, Conrad. We went to Chichen Itza on our honeymoon. So I was, I'll try and get um, my wife to watch Doctor Who every now and again. I went to Colston. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't approve of this behaviour, but I can. I, I understand. Yeah. So it's usually if there's a, gig, a little hook like that,
0: I'll go. Oh look, Chichi and in and the hope that she'll sort of pay attention and watch it with me. Did it work? <laughs> it didn't work. No, no. Oh, that's crazy. She watched and maintained her interest was Rosa. So that, that was a little while ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that that was quite cool. Um, but, yeah, it all seems yeah a bit strange, like the the mission is to find out the date when there'll be some battle for the earth, but the dates of, looking for the year, relying on prophecies and things like that, which it seems i don 't know how people in sort of ancient South America would have known the date that the Sun Taurans were going to arrive, and also to separate that from all the other alien invasions that happened between then and the year 2021.
2: Uh-huh. Yes. It would have been funny if they accidentally turned up in the Abominable snowman going, oh, no, no, this
1: isn't it. This one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They think yeah. they, they found it, but it was just a conspiracy theory about 2012. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the Mayan. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think Chichen Itza was Mayan, actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, that would have oh, been... Uh, the, God, that would be the thing they would have found is that where you yeah. got it. Yeah, are they are they find uh, clues to the Dalek invasion of Earth and think we're fine until uh with twenty one fifty or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> God.
2: So it is, you know, altogether that th- that thread is a good. It's a good fun romp. And actually, before this, I just thought I'm just going to watch those bits. And if you watch them all in one go, it's a really fun. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a really, really fun romp through all the, all these different genres and stuff. Um, and it's good to see her, like, again, just back to Yaz, like, it's fantastic to see her sort of defending herself, being super capable. I was just loving it when she was just like, you know, someone was about to attack her and then she just totally sort of smashed them up. I, I was very here for that. Um mm-hmm. And she also has some good comedy bits as well. Like I loved it when she says to Dan, like, "Really sincere, like, Danny, are you from Liverpool? You can't just that." Yeah. <laughs> she did that beautifully because that could be a yeah. comedy bit, right? Mm-hmm. And another bit where Williamson is grabbing her and is really enthusiastic to find someone who knows what she's doing, yeah. and she Manda just does this, this brilliant comedy business while she's trying to sort of tip, tip her hat while oh, yeah. she's being kind of shaky. It's like good comedy. Yeah, it yeah, a bit yeah. So it's a really good episode for Mandip. so i think out yeah. of that thread that was probably yeah. my favorite and uh and um kevin mcnally like fantastic yeah. I mean, how lucky are we to have an actor like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know in this episode there's loads of good performances in this story um so that was yeah. a that was a big joy as well so what did you guys make over all of these, these this this yarn this madcap travel travel adventure they were having
3: I liked uh, mandit when she was uh, being quite hard-edged about dumping the body as well. It was sort of like yeah. a, a tougher edge to her. We've never, I suppose as a policewoman, she'll have to have had that side. She <laughs> never expressed it, really. She was, what did the police get up to? She was quite remorseless about it, wasn't she? Just like, dump it. You've got to uh, toughen up on this one. So, yeah, I quite like that. A question,
1: though. Why? Because they didn't kill him. They didn't have to like dump the body in secret. The guy came in and tried to attack them. Like, I understand it's not a situation you want to find yourself in.
3: The questions and people asking things and doing stuff. It's much easier just to dump a body than it is to explain <laughs> one away.
2: If uh, you say this like very, you know, like you've done this before. <laughs> you say this all too yeah, quickly yeah. that came to you. <laughs>
0: They've got, um, well, for whatever reason, Danny's stowing his way as well, so they don't want to draw attention. To themselves in that way do they
1: i guess it was a room for two or something that's just what i i just sort of took that as read
3: probably cheaper uh, that way because they do seem to have accumulated a lot of money to be able to do all these um exp- somehow probably like knowledge of the future they're probably making a fortune on betting or
1: something uh, yeah t- <laughs> t- t- gambling on sports results jericho has like an idactic memory for it maybe yeah, I saw somebody suggesting it was
0: Dan's knowledge of um, Liverpool <laughs> football clubs. Uh, <laughs> um, um,
1: yeah.
0: Did we like yeah, the hermit? Yeah, I thought
3: that was uh, that was quite funny. I adored him. I thought he was so funny. And that was a bit I just happened to walk into uh, the, the main lounge with the residents with, and just just for the hermit scene, I thought, oh, I think I'm going to enjoy this one. So that was. <laughs> sorry, sorry it suddenly,
2: suddenly occurred to me that you're watching this story Dipping in and out of it, I mean, yeah. but I don't know how. I don't. Know. I, I'm sitting there going the, the same
1: viewing experience. I think. Yeah, if I piece the bits together. My plot's far better. <laughs>
2: it's true, actually. We <laughs> should, should get yeah. your way. But no, that was that was fun. And then they that that leads them on then to, um, the Great Wall of China for where the for the most audacious plot yet because <laughs> uh, presumably it's because the great wall of china can be seen from space
1: God. which means that if you write and, something next to it that can also be <laughs> <laughs> which is just sort of you, you can see space
2: from the great wall of china <laughs> yeah, yeah it doesn't necessarily work the other way around um but I, I doctor who has got previous with those uh with it remind me of Okay, this is a trip back to Terror of the Autons, when um, Pertwee and Joe are tied up in an Auton truck, and the doctor decides goes, oh, I can if I can just reach this thing, I can flash the brake lights and I can do some like a bit of Morse code and you know a bit of SOS maybe, and the Brigadier writes down the message. It's like the Master has trapped the telescope to <laughs> the huge like comedy thing. Like, the fact no. that literally could have written one thing and they wrote this entire ridiculous sentence. But then wow. then our friend Carbonista goes. It somehow sees this message from 1904 in China. Okay.
1: Haven't grown up. No, they've <laughs> then, even though it's been there for more than 100 years, but okay, time travel. There we go. But then it then goes, well, I
2: can't time travel, so screw you. <laughs> yeah. And then they end up going to the. I mean, it was, it was. All of that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I am going to ask the question of a lot of those little blind alleys and stuff. There may be some other stuff we could have been doing with maybe that time. I don't know. Maybe um, Dan should have stopped nine eleven. You're right. You know there could have been something else in there. But they end up. They finally do find their way to Liverpool, and they find they connect up with Williamson. That they're, they're in the chamber with all these doors around it, um, and at the end of their uh, adventure, a bunch of Sontarans are behind it. So that is how that whole whole thread, which was. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's. There's a lot of fun in there. I, I, I just think when there's so much else going on, having it quite so uh, erratic is, is, is a choice. But you know, it, there was a lot of fun to be had in there for sure.
3: Was <laughs> it a victim of the reduced episode count, though? Do you? Perhaps it was going to be more significant originally, and then it had to, when the episodes were cut down. It had to be cut down. It were just some bits they couldn't bear to lose, maybe because. They are quite fun, as you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think yeah. it's certainly possible, but it's difficult to say because, like, I think there was always going to be a, cer- a certain amount of this is the biggest is- is- story ever with this season. I think that was always the plan. And uh, I, but what I can kind of believe has happened here, like, these episodes have been so jam packed, more so than even, like, typical typically episodes which are quite jam-packed that i get the impression that like actors may have been like signed on with contracts and stuff before they realized that they were going to have to reduce the episode count but you know that's a little that's much more on the side of speculation on my part It, it, it it would just i think go some way towards explaining why everything is so slammed Definitely, yeah. Because yeah, I was
0: surprised uh, Kevin McNally stayed on. He seemed like a one episode character, didn't he? But yes. but staying on to travel with them was was an expectation. He's great to say. Like you say, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's done a bit of big finish recently as well. He was in the the last um, story of the monthly range, oh, wow. the end of the beginning, and also in the recent Starlet Universe David Tennant um, series as well. So he's been. Um, he has been uh, been drawn back to Doctor Who. Yeah.
1: It's strange to think that he's going to be in half the season, you know? He's going to be like one of the major characters in this season.
2: Yeah. He's I mean, he's just fantastic though. I mean, every line of what whatever it is, I and mean, there's it's like flawless performance. He's it's real every time he's on screen, like it's happy days. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I like that a um he was clean-shaven right up until the point when they got to the Great Wall of China, and then by the time they finished painting,
1: he <laughs> <laughs> had a full beard. <laughs> I suppose it took them a while to get to China. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it would. I mean, the year count on the um, thing is creeping up, isn't it? It was like 1904, was it, by the time they get back to Liverpool, something like that?
1: Uh, yeah, Four, that's yeah. what they paint. Yeah, so. that, that's what they put down, 1904 in the message yeah but I guess in terms of like um, th- this
2: episode is very much a place setting and you can feel the pieces being and, and, and a lot of the uh, by the end of the story a lot of the separate strands have been sort of paired up so that so you know, you know Yazdan and, and Jericho are now paired up with the Williamson Tunnel
1: thing so, so that's yeah. how it at least that's resolved into one less piece for next week yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of clicking together with Carvenisa, which is clicking together with Bell. Yeah,
3: I love the moment when Williamson was just absolutely just believed, and just the relief was marvellous. I thought it was quite a heartening moment. Actually, I thought, oh, bless <laughs> him, because uh, he's been quite. I've quite enjoyed his appearances, and just to have him sort of like it circle around to somebody understanding him and believing
0: him is really lovely. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: I think he just keeps popping up and then just rambling like a madman and disappearing, and it's been, uh, it's been, been pretty entertaining, hasn't it, throughout? Even if it does remind me of Naughty Holder. <laughs> uh,
1: the, joke, uh, the joke among my friends is that he was going to show up in one of the episodes just, like, order chips and leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, meanwhile, Unit oh. has been
0: uh infiltrated from its very foundation by the Grand Serpent, Keith. First thing, is it the Mara? Do we think it is or not?
1: Uh,
3: I can see Christopher Bailey in the credits, but it's. Chibble re- must know it's remarkably similar. This snake-type person is creating chaos, and his followers are marked with a snake.
0: I thought the snake tattoo on the arm was mm. uh, was similar to the Mara, but it's also a little bit like Colony saf isn't it? You know, When um, he yeah. could sort of release snakes from his person to... Uh, to do stuff as well.
2: It made me think of Fenric. That whole thing with the great serpent that's, that he that gets mentioned oh, in that as well. That oh, was that was the first. Yeah. Was my what a bunch of nerves. We've all got a different. Uh, <laughs> we've all got a different. You know, it can't be something
3: uh, new. It has to be something from the past. Yeah. yeah well, mind you, this is quite continuity heavy. So, unit is now no longer created after the events of um, the Web of Fear. It was set. The intention was beforehand. Um, They didn't turn off in time for the war machines. Um, And in the meantime, it's been infiltrated all along just so that the defenses can be down in the far
1: future. Oh my God, it's Captain America, the winter soldier. I just realized this. (laughs) It was Hydra all along. It brings me no pleasure to report this.
3: Now apparently continuity is mucked up yet again because I think the Radio Times said if Lethbridge Stewart was a corporal at the time of the war machines, there's no one God's Earth could be a colonel in time for the Web of Fear.
0: Well, unless he distinguished himself very particularly, maybe in uh, in in the Web of Fear, maybe You're that was. Compromising some... photos of the Queen or something, otherwise
3: I can't quite <laughs> see the get, get up the ranks quite so
0: fast. But Yeah, we'd have had to do some before the Web of Fear. But there's all those books, isn't there, that um, are they now um, written out of continuity, the Lethbridge-Stewart sort of range of novels? But I suppose also
3: with the uh, Mr. Mara affecting, has basically been covering stuff up and changing records and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we can say that, that uni dating is compromised because of him. So the reason it doesn't make sense is because it's his fault. Yeah.
0: And that's the best I can do. They uh, they're <laughs> not memories wiped at the Black Archive, so nobody's really quite sure what year it is, are they, that works for UNIT?
1: Yeah, I, I'm generally of the philosophy, and you know, I don't pretend that this is some big against-the-grain take anymore, but I'm generally of the philosophy that Doctor Who is just kind of better when it doesn't make sense, or at least in terms of, like, it's better when not every gap has been filled in, as that UNIT chronology not making sense is better for it, because if every gap in Unish chronology and in the story was filled in, then it would be less mysterious And of course, weirdly they've got a TARDIS
0: (laughs) all the time presumably that Lethbridge Stewart is working there, his box marked in the corner It just didn't come up
3: Just never happened to go into that room
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perception filter maybe it's 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 like Amy's first episode. There you go. And that's Jodie's TARDIS from
3: the village isn't it? I think that she yeah. said that that's the one. Yeah. yeah. The one from Village of the Angels. So that's the one they left and they've they're turning that yeah. into an army base now.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the TARDIS presumably remains there until 2021. That's how she's going to get it back. But yeah, we that him. nobody at unit mentions that to the third doctor the whole time he's working there. A privately working Tardis in the next room, and you've been wasting your time <laughs>
3: for
1: five years. Oh, well, they probably would hide it from them, wouldn't from him, wouldn't they? they keep him I think there. The point yes, was that were. he was being kept there.
3: Yeah, yeah, to keep him working for them. That's yeah. his yeah. Judas had it under a tarpaulin for
1: five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would definitely <laughs> figure it out, though. The doctor would suss that out. You can suss had, that, out, that out within 25 minutes. Yeah. We had
3: Kate Stewart back. We do. And she was doing a bit of acting, which was nice.
1: Yeah. Have you heard that she's the Brigadier's daughter? Really? It's crazy. <laughs>
0: no, I think that was
3: a bit subtle. I've not, no, no, no. No,
0: I think it was good to have her back, and, and good that she she called Osgood as well. I'm hoping that she appears in the next story. I'd like to see Osgood back as well. I've been listening to the latest unit Big Finish, we keep talking about Big Finish, the latest uh, Unit Big Finish series uh, I've been listening to this week, uh, Worlds Beyond, I think that's right, that's what it's called, uh, so yeah, that's a good one, it uh, it pitches them against the Eleven, uh, who's the um, Big Finish evil time lord that uh, keeps popping up, it's really good. They've been um, using him a lot, have they? they yeah, It's <laughs> yeah. like he's
3: got a home recording studio, or something. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, fantastic character. And also the curator as well uh, is in it. So it's, uh, that's a good set. I'd recommend that.
2: Oh, I very much liked um, Robert Bathurst, who played, uh, you know, generic posh twit, doing a bit of clay pigeon shooting yeah. and saying, Yeah, you'll do. You seem like a jolly nice
1: chap. To be totally fair, that really is how some people get hired, isn't it? A 100%.
0: 100%. Well, I thought yeah. the, um, the the line in that as well that that kind of gave it away was doesn't he say something about when he said about unity he said, it needs to be world beating, which of course is what the government always go on about with the test and trace app and the uh, uh-huh. the vaccine and everything. So that yeah. whole sort of uh, <laughs> yeah. sort of um, sort of idea. I thought that was sort of uh, yeah, kind of hanging a lantern on that a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it was great to see him, he's an actor I really like, you know, Toast of London and that type of thing. Yeah. Um but it's just one of these guest stars that you just get a couple of scenes with, like when Stephen Fry was in it, um in the last series.
1: And you kind of kind of want a bit more of them, really. Yeah, yeah. But it also basically makes sense money wise. You get you can kind of feel like the production circumstances around it. Plus, you've got two
3: actors standing quite a distance apart during COVID, so...
1: Uh-huh, yeah.
3: so <laughs> I was quite surprised he got close to his forehead to uh, identify him as an alien in the end, because I thought, well, oh, that's getting a bit uh, close <laughs> to metres, isn't it? Yeah.
2: It, was, it was a temperature gun. They were just carrying out their daily wow. COVID checks, and they decided to incorporate it into the, uh, into the show.
0: Perfect. And I, I, I like um, the Grand Serpent as well. Yeah. He's 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 similar to Swarm in the way that he's just sort of quiet and suave and I quite like those those types of villains as opposed to the sort of the ranting, you know, kind of uh, you know doc kind of villains that they're just quite <laughs> sort of verve and um,
3: yeah I, I like those. Uh, it's a bit know. of a shame he takes the attention from um, Swarm though because I adore those Swarm as you and it's mm. I'm not getting enough of them. This sort of like they've had tiny little scenes this week. I mean, Swarm wasn't in it at all last week. I mean, they're so wonderfully arch and um, entertaining. I just want yeah. to see them on the screen all the time. And uh, as much as I like Mr. Mara, he's he's definitely t- just distracting us from uh, Swarm and Azure
2: I, I, I definitely agree with that as well. And I think you know, it's it's I, it, I do it's, I do understand the sort of uh, the game of watching all of these threads go along. But I mean, the fact is, if you, the more you have, you just get less of each. You just get lots of thin strands right? I'd like I would love to spend spent more time with those villains each week and uh, the Grand Seven is great but
1: for my money I'd, I'd actually much rather have more of a, a Zero swarm personally but he's very good yeah I, th- I think there's a problem particularly with introducing more antagonists who want different things because mm-hmm. that's just in- introducing like totally different plot lines that don't very neatly fold into the overall thrust of what Flux is trying to be which ultimately comes down to like timeless children slash Azur and Swarm slash the literal wave that's spreading across the universe causing destruction. That That's kind of like the core of it. And while I'm basically finding stuff with Sontarans and the serpent to be entertaining, it feels extraneous. It feels surplus to what the story actually calls for.
0: Yeah, the, the Earth's about to be destroyed by the, the flux anyway. And on top of that, it's it's been invaded by some sometimes. Yeah. yeah,
2: And we haven't actually seen that. Like as each week's gone on, we like the last couple of episodes, we haven't seen the flux. And the first episode, it was very clearly this, this visual, and actually yeah. we haven't, we didn't even see it. We I don't, I don't think we actually saw it even it, even for a second last week. I think, and, and as as it's the name of the story, I feel like. I just feel like that wave should be riding throughout the story and probably very expensive. <laughs> yeah,
1: but As an of effect,
2: it's probably a bit on the price side. It's much cheaper to have two blokes it. talking in the field. True. Yeah, A couple of repeat shots of it or something. I just feel
1: yeah. like, considering that the whole thing is called that. It's, I, I think even if you can't afford repeat shots of it or anything like that, there's this thing of like, you see the effects of it, but only with Bell. Uh, only in bells scenes that are scattered throughout the ep- episode three onward, you don't really see like, oh, the, the flux has had a devastating uh, impact on the universe. And here's how the doctor reacts to that. Or here's how it impacts what the doctor is getting up to right now. Or God forbid, what the companions are getting up to right now or how they might feel about all this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the only bit of flux you see is that sort of, um, computer rendition of it um, oh, yeah. in, in the division headquarters isn't it where, where it's revealed it's all sort of closing in on earth which, oh, is, yeah. at the, which is at the center of it um, but yeah like you say there's only bell that's sort of out and about in the, uh, in the bits that the flux has already hit so yeah it's, it's a bit of an odd one I suppose they've already set up that it's it's going to be undone because they say whatever can be compressed can be
1: uncompressed, uncompressed. like a zip file yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So the oh. seeds of that are, are
0: already uh, already planted yeah. as well. Yes. Uh, so, so that brings us to Carvanista and Bell and and the, the dovetailing of their two storylines. So the Lupari Earth Shield um, is still in place, where all the ships are uh, interlocked together, creating a shield around the Earth. I kind of feel like that would presumably is blocking out the sun. Um, so we, have, we haven't really seen the, the effect of that on, on anybody on Earth, or whether it's, um, I guess, depending no, on how no. high up it is, whether it's blocking mobile phone signals or anything even. The um, the new ice age, yes. Sorry? The start of the new ice age. Yeah, presumably. It gets blocked out, yeah. Temperature, and there's
1: no, there's no sunlight. How um, long has this actually been going on for? How much time has passed? They did mention an
3: eclipse, though, Dan's parents, didn't they? They said there was like an an unexpected eclipse.
1: Dan does have parents, doesn't he?
3: I forgot. He said there was an unexpected eclipse, and then they went on about walks. Right.
2: Mark, your friend friend, uh, sent you a message you read out to me, which I was highly amused by. Your uh, friend who's a scientist or...?
0: Yeah, my, my old school friend Mike is um, a nuclear scientist and um, so, so took the, I think there's a poetry to dogs being man's best friend and, and coming to humanity's um, rescue and creating a shield. So he, he took it slightly literally um, and this is the, the message that he sent me. It's called the Dogmen Conjecture. Assuming that they have to literally interlock, if they could make an energy field to block the flux, why didn't they just do that anyway? The surface area of the Earth is 510.1 trillion meters squared. number of people on Earth and so alien ships is 7.9 billion. So each ship would have to have an upper surface area of about 510 trillion divided by 8 billion, which is 63.75 kilometers squared. So each ship would have to be roughly the size of Bermuda, (laughs) 54 kilometers squared. We don't know that it's not. (laughs) I have to say they looked at such smaller than that when the TARDIS was near one and when the Doctor et al. were running around in one. Add to that, these things weren't even sized to cover the planet. It was just dumb luck that they could when the Doctor suggested it. Just going... (laughs) Um, well, Voltron for the rhino, them being the size of a large island each was just a happy coincidence. So this civilization has 8 billion island-sized ships, all that can hold off a mysterious universe-chewing force that turned up yesterday out of the blue, all of which can be piloted and ran by one guy, all for the purpose of kidnapping one dude each and holding them in a tiny cage, while presumably supporting any physical and mental needs a person of any age and background could possibly have for an indefinite period. And 8 billion dogmen all heard this plan and were like, fuck yes, where do I sign? 8 billion of us all landing together, each grabbing a specific person. That'll be fucking bananas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the new showrunner. Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least the, host of, the new host of Trap One, frankly, Mark. With respect, with respect you're fired. This guy, get this guy more. <laughs> I'm here for science-based cynicism to rip the whole of Doctor Who apart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I did say to him that wouldn't they have to be slightly bigger as well because they need to cover the atmosphere of the Earth, not just the surface of the Earth. But he said, when you're talking in such big numbers, it would would only only be rounding up very slightly to uh, (laughs) to, uh, to to make that the case.
2: What a nerd! <laughs> oh boy! Let's get back to the real stuff, please. Just uh, <laughs> science and nonsense.
0: With Bell's little, um, little kind of emoji mobile phone thing, do we think that's her as yet unborn child communicating with her?
1: Yeah, I think it yeah. might. It, it only occurred to me like after this episode that that might be what that's supposed to be rather than just, like, a little robot that's alive, a little emoji robot buddy. And, um... How do I put this? Uh Actually, I'm just gonna say that, like, Andrew Ellard of the maybe controversial tweet notes uh made this point. It's just that it's oblivious that this might be political, you know? That the unborn child is not only alive but has opinions about stuff uh just sort of doing that like and not really d- d- pausing for half a second to think about it and that's it, all i'll say
0: she, she's not heavily pregnant is she i assume she was recording
3: it for the child i thought it was what she was doing that she was going to it was like a record of her love for the child for later i assumed it was meant to be the baby communicating with her
0: well, it's it's interacting with her, isn't it? Because when she says, um, "Oh, I've done this," and then the, the doesn't the, the little face frown, and she goes, "Okay, then we've done it." Yes, as though, so as though it's, right, okay. there is a, sort of a two way interaction. But yeah, one you, one. Can, you can see how uh, it could it could be read in a way that was a bit um, clear. yeah, hmm. yeah. It's an odd one. It's certainly a very uh, very advanced baby. <laughs> Yeah. So I same. I was the same in that it didn't occur to me until this week that that was the baby. I assumed like an AI little pal that she had.
1: Yeah, like maybe it is. Maybe I'm just wrong now. Maybe I was right before. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> when, when, <laughs> sign of a good show. Where do we think we're going with with Chekhov's baby? Like what? What? <laughs> this is really gonna be funny. It's <laughs> clearly gonna be some
1: <laughs> probably, probably gonna be born, right? Oh, well. Like that's gonna be it. That they're gonna reunite, it's gonna be sappy, the baby's gonna be born, and that's gonna be it. Is that it? Okay, that's fine. It's not the doctor, is <laughs> it? Oh, please no. Please no. Okay, maybe one of them die. Uh there's certainly a possibility that uh the kid is the doctor, although the fact that they brought Tektaon into it, which we'll get to. But the fact that they did like a bunch of stuff with Tektaion in this episode makes me feel like they're not going to come in swinging with another uh, parental lineage-type twist uh, in the last episode. Although, certainly, that's arguably exactly the kind of thing that you would expect from a last episode in a plot arc of this nature. But uh, I suppose we'll find out, won't so we? So
0: Belle would have to travel way back in time and drop the baby off at the gate by the way. <laughs> I thought they just abandoned their choice. Just, I just, just put the baby there and just say, oh, "I'll be back in two minutes." and just
1: go to the shop. <laughs> and then she comes back. Yeah. <laughs> she, couldn't, she couldn't save herself from the flux, but she could so could save the kid. So she put the kid through the portal, and Bell dies, and that's where the doctor comes from.
3: Ooh, God! This could be real. <laughs> Maybe, I don't like that. that's very plausible
1: yeah. uh-huh. she's not
0: she's not showing yet, is she, so that makes me think that <laughs> the baby's not like imminently due
1: yeah, but you know they could just like time skip through that,
0: as mm. really she's an alien,, um, uh-huh. just the last little bit of gestation just could happen really quickly as well <laughs> so. the theory that uh, ben to replace
3: Captain Jack's definitely wrong, isn't it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever else you might say, then uh, that that's definitely not the case. Or if it was the case, then the original draft was insane. <laughs> 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 like maybe Vendor's backstory was meant to be the memories that Captain Jack w- w- was deleted from Captain Jack. Oh, that oh, yeah. Captain Jack talked about in his very first episodes and never came up again. Mm. It's something to think about. But, you know, that's probably not the case. That would actually be quite good, yeah.
0: That's true. i have forgotten that about Jack. Oh. Yeah. He must have been in the division as well.
2: Uh, I suppose so.
0: I wonder if that was why he was brought back, because he did have that back, bit of backstory about deleted memories and the division being introduced. I wonder if that was the, the sort of long
1: term plan for his. God, that was it, wasn't it? Like, that would be kind of tidy like as tidy as you can get while bringing back a pl- uh, an unresolved plot point from 2005 that nobody really cares about too much
0: yeah I'd I totally forgotten about that that about him it would, it, it
1: would yeah so did Russell T Davies <laughs> <laughs> it's okay he had a lot going on
0: yeah and then finally we've got uh, the Doctor reunited with Tech
1: tae we sure do. Uh, this is my bit. Once upon a time. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that everyone who's listening to this podcast has basically seen the Timeless Children. Tectae is the adoptive mother of the Doctor from the Timeless Children who, like, maybe kidnapped the uh, the child's Doctor, Preheartnall, from the mouth of that weird portal thing that's shot in a fisheye lens and uh, then did a bunch of uh, non-consensual experiments on the Doctor to crack the code of regeneration and gave regeneration to the Time Lords and to the Gallifreyans. And then, you know, separately they figured out what time travel was. Uh, Tecteon's back. Uh, she is now Discount Judy Dench. We discovered this <laughs> then we discovered she was Blofeld. That not only is Judy Dench Tecton, but also Blofels, that she's been like the mastermind of the secret organization that has been driving the plot arc for the last two seasons. And then she dies, and that's that. (laughs) So, so what do we think? Do we love it? I think I'm not watching
2: next week's episode. I'm just going to get you to explain it to me. This is so much easier to digest. I can understand this so much more. This is great. (laughs)
1: yeah there's a there's a lot more explaining that just makes things more confusing isn't there but yeah okay my actual issue with this is not so much that the lore stuff is a bit silly although it is to be sure a little bit silly but but more that like it's all data 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 and not really any emotion coming into it like there's a lot of stuff that you could do with this. I feel like there's ultimately a pretty low ceiling on how good this was ever going to be, but you could do something with it. You know the doctor discovers that they that she had an adoptive mother who treated her unfairly, that she doesn't even remember, and now she's finally face to face with her. What do you do with that? Not much, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> And then she dies! And, you know, maybe that's a fake out, because death is for other shows. But, uh... <laughs> but, God help us, I I, uh, I don't think that this particular bit of this particular episode was my favourite. Sorry to, sorry to be a killjoy, but, uh... Yeah, that's where I'm at. What did we think of it? Maybe someone liked it more than I did.
0: I thought the the pocket watch thing was interesting, the you know, as we know, the Time Lord Essence can be stored in the pocket watch, um, you yeah. know, as we saw in, in series three. Um I mean sure yeah. I didn't just grab it because she was right next to the shell. Um, uh, she, no, that would be impolite. She, <laughs> been um she, she could have just she could have just sort of grabbed it. But it, it did make me wonder, because didn't we see the chameleon arch earlier in the series as well when is it the first episode or the first chapter? when the Doctor said, oh, something a bit weird happened before, I think when she's psychically linked with Swarm, and that looked like the Chameleon Arch, and whether that was sort of seeding something, that maybe the Fugitive Doctor isn't the Doctor, but had the Doctor's essence from the fob watch, or something like that maybe was going to be some kind of rug pull, that the Division has been using... Essence, essence of the, the-, the essence of doctor who in the Fob watch and and because wasn't it in the is wasn't it in the angel he said and then it was because the angel the fugitive angel in the last episode had the doctor's memories and i, just, I this is just wildly speculating here but you know is, is like
1: the, a next doctor situation where the memories are uploaded to someone yes
0: so when somebody needs to go on a mission, can they be made to think that they're a the doctor with all the experience and expertise and bravery of the doctor? And is maybe that where the fugitive doctor comes? I don't know if that was going to be some kind of twist, but I just thought the fact that it was there as a
1: separate if, ter- if it turns out that that's what it is, then people are going to be so mad. Just in terms of like, that's what the first black doctor is. And you're going to yeah. so wish you'd put money on it
0: that's true it's just it just made me think just something about it the, it being there as a as a separate portable transferable thing yeah mm. it made yes. me think mm, is that is it something that's a bit more nebulous than just you know the uh all the, all the pre-Hartnell doctor's memories being in it but I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong it just just uh just made me think
1: that? this show is too smart for me man <laughs> yeah i was just thinking
2: i've got a copy of galaxy 4 in the corner i might just crack on and watch that <laughs> so the goodies are really the baddies and the baddies are really the goodies it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> there's robots in it i mean what's not to like
1: the jumblies yeah yeah
2: you know a chance when i was watching it um You know, you get a beautiful shot, and when you saw that thing, I was like saying to my partner, This is a TARDIS, I can tell this looks like a TARDIS, and it's like in because it was all trees and all organic and stuff. You know, you get this really sad people on Twitter who every time there's a new mysterious female character, they go, Oh, that's the Rani. I was that person on Sunday night, and I was very happy for about five minutes. I was like, this could, this could absolutely make my tea time. It's a slightly pinkish TARDIS. There's lots of organic stuff. It's probably that tree that bloke she turned into a tree back in Mark mm-hmm. the Rani. This is all good. This, if this is the Rani, I'm really happy. Barbara Flynn is marvellous. And then she said, it's, I'm and I was like, I've really enjoyed that for a little while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, it's, not, it's not my bag. I don't really care to be honest. I'd much rather have a running around, having adventures sort of fighting things. I'm not really that interested in all that stuff, so it's not really my my bag. But Barbara Flynn Flynn was bloody marvellous and Jodie Whittaker was bloody marvellous and it all looked nice, so that was jolly. But I don't really care.
1: I don't think you've been given a reason to. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm.
3: Because even though she was like, Joey well, slightly put out when she was killed. It wasn't sort of like you killed my mother. It's like you just killed one of the baddies. Thank you.
2: <laughs> God. Maybe you should have gone. You ain't my mother. <laughs> yes, I am. Crashed into the cliffhanger. See <laughs> you at Christmas. Damn, <laughs> that's crazy. God, oh, I should be showing her. Jesus.
1: What's the relationship between? Uh, What's his name? Swarm, right? What's the relationship between Swarm and Tectayun? I'm vague on this, because it seems like they want approximately the same thing. And certainly, Swarm clearly isn't too attached to Tectayun, considering how things play out. But I'm not getting it. It seems a bit vague. Do they know each other? They seem to. What's
0: going on? Yeah, because in the flashback in in uh, Once Upon Time, the division had been sent uh-huh. to uh, to defeat Swarm um, at the temple, yes. hadn't they? So I think he must know that Tecteon is the brains behind division. So that's why he was defeated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seemed to suggest uh-huh. that he'd also released him as well. Yeah, to wreck the that. universe. Yeah, but this, but Swarm didn't create the flux, did he? No, they cheated. They did. So was mm. that just to keep the Doctor occupied while the Flux did its work? Or was it to know. destroy the
2: whole universe that the Doctor had gone rogue in? Because like, they've got these two universes now, haven't we? Mm. So like, had they really... Because they, they said, oh, the Doctor was a virus and got out and was, was messing things up for them. So did they send the Flux to destroy that whole universe? Like the, or the, the Doctor was occupied and then they were going to have this other
1: universe? It's max of Overkill, <laughs> isn't it? Um, it's... Yeah. I think the headline here is that all of this stuff should be a hell of a lot clearer. Maybe next week. Uh, we're still part mm. five. There's still a whole episode to go, so. Yeah, that's true. Next week is going to be the Great Explaining, isn't it?
0: <laughs> We've got one episode to wrap everything up.
1: We sure do.
3: The worst comes to worst. You can always do a target novel along the line, can't you so.
1: <laughs> a target novel of like all the flux in one go and it's the length of With doom Bible sizes <laughs> <laughs> expand on every thread in it until it makes sense I think the rule of target novels isn't it 128 pages is it something
0: like that wasn't there a- something like that undercapped yeah. <laughs> a- I have to write very small
1: <laughs> Seven hundred fifty. It was be. It was be, it was be down the middle. It's the longest Doctor Who book ever. <laughs> but to be fair, like I'm, um, like it's, you know, I'm sort of
2: being a bit mean to it. Cause it's not my kind of story. I, I, just, I don't generally love lots of millions of plot lines, and, and it, I think stories like this, they're, they're more about plot than story. And I, I, I'm, I'm not one who just. It's just not a game I particularly like playing. But it is worth saying that lots of people really, really do. You know, and I, I did have a look at um, – after this episode, I was just like, oh, God, how the hell are we going to, like, talk about this? Or what do I even think of it? Um, and so I just thought I'll look at other things. So I just clicked on YouTube and stuff and just watched a few people's YouTube videos and watched, listened to a couple of podcasts about what other people think about it. And it's just really fun. Like, a lot of people are really, really, really enjoying every tiny detail and following it and doing all this kind of stuff and and loving it and it's kind of it was kind of a bit infectious i was kind of so i was kind of thinking like this isn't it really isn't my kind of thing um, like i said i, lo- I love uh, a, 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 i like a drama I, I like a sort of good solid bit of drama so like war of the santaan times was a great surprise village of angels very much my bag um, but some people, yeah. you know, a lot of people a lot of people really like this stuff and it, it's got this season does feel like it feels much more marvely to me you know i don't i'm not a big marvel person but like i I saw infinity war or whatever it was and i was like oh yeah you know people do a lot of people really love this stuff where you get loads and loads of franchises all competing at once and you can hold it all in your head and then go online and discuss it all and it's it it does whatever this season is and however however next week pans out and i think we're all a little bit like how he can tie this all up satisfactorily is 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 up in the air but like you know this is a sort of bit of a sea change for doctor who really and i think when we see whatever russell's going to do this will be a bit of a pivotal series it doesn't feel like ones they've done before and i think they'll probably refine this kind of serialized franchisey thing as as doctor who's going to go on you know so i think whatever happens this is going to be a very pivotal series in doctor who and not all the games in it were really my my bag, but it, you know a lot of people really love this stuff, and it was it was kind of really fun to see everybody tie themselves in knots trying to work all this stuff out. Is you know a lot of people are really enjoying enjoying it, and that's that's good. I think it's very
0: compelling while you watch it. It's it's kind of really propulsive and it, it keeps you watching. And the way it hops about, it maybe is after, which is what it's designed to be watched by. by a majority of people, it's, it is maybe afterwards when. As fans, we try and analyse it and piece it together and, and link it to other things that um, that it falls apart slightly or, or seems to. Obviously, we haven't seen episode six yet, which could stick the landing, as they say. Is it better to travel than to arrive? But
3: I've loved it. I've really enjoyed this year. Um, I've been re-watching episodes, something I haven't done a great deal with um Lots of jody stuff, to be fair. And, uh, no, I've really enjoyed this year. So, uh, even if it ends
0: badly, I've enjoyed the journey. I've enjoyed the long story arc and the cliffhangers. That that has brought something back, I think, to Doctor Who that, that, you know, that we haven't had for a while. Uh, you know, we've had the odd cliffhanger where there's been a two-parter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the cliffhangers
1: yeah, but Jeff, in it. The serial Jeff, is good, yeah. I do agree that it's watchable in that like i think with a uh, several of his series 11 scripts there was like a kind of scantness of incidents and plot that didn't serve chibnall's strengths very well and uh from in the first part of Spyfall and in revolution of the daleks he kind of found a mode of doctor that worked really well for him where there's just tons of stuff happening all the time and that that's he's very much turned that up even further for flux and in that respect uh, like i said up top uh, while i've kind of been negative about this episode in particular overall i do think that this is a mode of chris chibnall doctor who that works best it's kind of in the upper tier of it for me and the fact he got made at
3: all during a pandemic uh, it's been made really well you, you couldn't tell i mean probably fewer characters, they're reusing the same sets, which is probably sensible. But it's a, an astonishing achievement that got it done at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it's got a huge ambition and scale, Long- and, is it, and it's different, which is what I ask of Doctor Who, to, to try stuff. You mm-hmm. know, It's not always going to work, but...
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful that we've got it. Hugely. And... I think watching it back in the future will be a different experience as well. When we've got all six parts and you, you look through it, I and mean, you know how it ends. You'll you'll pick a lot of stuff up um, on the way through. I think
2: I, I'm considering doing a rewatch one a night until Sunday. One a night until Sunday. You know, give it a give it a mm-hmm. revisit.
1: Why not? It seems like, insofar as anything benefits from being binged like that, that flux will benefit from being binged like that. Yeah
0: yeah it's it's kind of modern t v isn't it that uh that yeah it's mm-hmm. it, this is the only time that we will', will, will be, we'll have this enforced week break between episodes and then for the yeah. rest of time it'll be something that you can just you can just binge over a couple of nights or something
2: and I do, I do like that, yeah. for, for, again, because, you know, I, I remember, like, when Doctor Who was on a Saturday night, you get that cliffhanger and you just had to wait the entire week for what was going to happen for that like, 25 minutes the next Saturday night. And it was so thrilling. And, I, mm-hmm. and it's worth saying, like, so much fun stuff happens in Doctor Who fandom in the weeks in between. It's, it's really fun. Like, um, yeah. You know, watching, watching and hearing all of that and joining in with all of that speculation. That is is super fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Because um, I think after Teyon's first appearance, all the speculation was about the White Guardian, wasn't it? Um, sort of slightly by the way she was dressed and um, a mysterious bearing and everything like that. Yep, yeah, I
3: haven't. Um, I confess I've, that was me. I thought, oh, that's the White Guardian.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> the Black Guardian in disguise. Because I might be colorblind, but. Uh... <laughs> have having thoroughly enjoyed my five minutes of full-on, oh, my God, it's the Rani moments of madness. <laughs> or night. I was, but I, I, it was really fun. In those few minutes, I was having yeah. the time of my life. I was like, this is really fun and excited. And, you know, that's, it's great. It's fun to play all these games.
3: Mm-hmm. It's kind of speculation. It's been great, yeah. It's been, like, more fun to speculate than actually
0: see the results, I suppose. but
1: uh... Yeah.
0: I hadn't made that connection. But, yeah, the, the Rani's TARDIS, that like you say, had the... The shelves, didn't it, with the uh, with the specimens and things on it. Very
2: scientific. It looked very organic. I was like, and it's slightly pinkish. I was like, this is it. This is
1: this is the one. But you know, it's yeah, it's fun.
0: You know and one day we'll be the Rani.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Until then, <laughs> let there be no tears. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to a show called Doctor Who. <laughs> I've Never heard of it. it sounds rubbish it is
0: (laughs) great any 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 closing thoughts on this episode or any predictions for next week
1: I have a prediction for next week I have a hard read this this is not based on evidence this is just a feeling that something that in my gut I know to be true Mm -hmm. it is that Tasman will finally become canon (laughs) but it will be terrible (laughs) <laughs> that it, they will acknowledge it they will make it real but it'll just be like Yaz saying one line and is gazing off wistfully into the distance or something and then nothing will be done with it it's going to be like supernatural it's going to <laughs> be like Tasman is going to become homophobically canon <laughs> that's what's going to happen I feel it in my gut this is my prediction my
3: that. prediction is hideous reset button Oh, Actually, all this so will, right. they'll reverse the polarity of the something or other it'll all go back to normal and
0: our lives will be empty and hollow there's there's got to be some element of that because otherwise the universe is going to be devoid of alien life for future series isn't it um, one- <laughs> <laughs> Chibnall's spiting Russell T. Davis right blank
1: slate get out of that <laughs> <laughs> and then Russell T. Davis just ignores yeah, it yeah probably <laughs> I think
2: my, my only thing, I, like I would expect, is there to be a another cliffhanger or at least teaser leading us to the whatever the New festive year. yeah. New Year's New Year's going to be. So that's the bit. I'm, I'm, you know, we, we're not done with cliffhangers yet. You know, they might they'll wrap up as best they can all this stuff in the flux, but there'll be a good a good lead into uh, kind of a few weeks' time. Right? It's where are we now? Yeah, months' time. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I think there would be something like the the end of the timeless children when the doctor was arrested by the Jadun not there? something that sort of oh yeah, yeah to to flux but yeah. but just uh, yeah wets the appetite and leaves us tantalized for the new year special.
2: And Mark, if my calculations correct, if you don't do any more podcasts between now and next week, your review of the last episode of Flux will be your 200th episode of Trap 1. Do I have that right, or am I it off? It depends who
0: you believe, because... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> if you're going to be joking, are I mean, I am not
1: in the <laughs> There's some last like episodes really they are, like, in the
2: translation episodes, <laughs> this is not difficult. There's only one last episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, iTunes has it that uh, next week is the 200th, but... Oddbean, who actually hosts it, um, thinks we're still a few episodes off the two hundred. So, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's miscounting.
1: Hmm. You can just lie. You can just say that it is. You can say that it is for three mo- episodes in a row. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can uh, we can get some publicity out of it being the two hundred. So let's say let's say that it is. It's the it's the flux yeah. finale, and it's the two hundred. The dragon fire effect. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You can tell us. You can tell us a Doctor Who podcast it has got missing episodes. I mean, it's the, the only <laughs> the only franchise where you we did a whole one that didn't record once, didn't we? <laughs> we did,
0: yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wow. We uh, yeah, we had to do some tele snaps for that.
2: Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. No one needed to see those, Mark. No one needed to see yeah. those. Jesus, <laughs> oh dear.
0: So that's it for Survivors of the Flux. Um, if our uh, listeners know where we can find each of you on the internet. So, Dylan?
1: Uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at Loafer's Rights. That's loafers is in the shoe and rights is in the verb. I write and I'm the current president of the publishing house Archipetal Press. So I'm up to lots of things.
0: Fantastic. And Conrad?
1: Uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter at Hair of the Hound underscore. And you're on the most
0: recent episode of Flight to Entirety with, um, <laughs> with the uh, Trap One host. Yes, with Cy Hart
2: and uh, Nathan Bottomley and Peter Griffith. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we just reviewed the Gold Complex for Flight to Entirety, and that was a lot of fun. So go ahead and listen to that.
0: Fantastic episode. <laughs> I recommend that. And
3: Keith? I'm on Twitter and 50DW50. Uh, It's mostly me
0: just moaning about having to get up. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm on Twitter as at QuarkMcMalice. And you can also hear me on the Maximum Power podcast, uh, which is drawing to a close on the first series, or series A, of Blake 7. Uh, So so do check that one out. And you can follow the podcast at Trap1 underscore and find all our previous episodes at trap1.podbean.com. And if you feel very generous, you could leave us a star rating or a review so that other Doctor Who fans can find us. Join us next week when Pete and Cy will be leading the panel talking about the Flux series finale, The Vanquishers. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs>